You know, every time I get sad or upset with life, Mike. Every time I get sad. Not every single time, but many times. Probably a w- many times a week, I would say. Mm-hmm. If something's upsetting me and I... And you I guzzle Jack Daniels need, straight from the bottle and a, everything is fine. I need a smile to crawl across my face. You know what I think of? And it's not that hard to, uh, Naked to come women. up with. With the uh, the idea because you know I live here in the valley and uh, liquor stores are uh, on every corner, but I'll be upset or annoyed or you know just having a, a rough time, mm-hmm. and then I think about you going sober and the very first day that you've decided to become a clean sober living guy, uh, you see somebody walking out of a liquor store and you <laughs> chastise them in your oh, mind. Oh, I, I know. I that makes me so happy. I think about that every now and then too. I'm like, <laughs> it makes me that every time, no matter how upset I am, I, I get a smile on my face when I think of you going, "Look at these fucking losers!" <laughs> but it's such, it's such the day that you decided <laughs> to become yeah, sober. Yeah. It's such an accurate representation of my huge hypocrisy. My huge hypocrisy. Oh, it delights me to no end. Like just on the my, I'm way over here. I, just now, I was I was upset. I, I'm not having the the, the greatest uh, evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, now. every time I'd pass a liquor store, I'd see people walking out, and I would think of you saying that, and it made me very <laughs> happy every time. I and still you, feel it. And you pass a lot of them on the way here. Oh my god! Hard to hard to not be a drinker. Joints. Yeah. yeah. There's so many liquor stores in, in the valley. It's and crazy. massage joints and donut stores. Yeah. And, and na- nail salons. And car washes. I, I cannot it, right? find a goddamn car wash. I cannot find a I car did the wash. old lady thing today, which was like, I needed a car wash. Got the young the boy next door to clean your car. And I was driving around looking for a car wash, and I ended up just driving to my old neighborhood, which is like, you know, 15, 20 minutes away. You're to uh, going to my old car wash. That's Why is something that old I lady? cannot relate that's to. That's what old ladies do. No, I drive. I do. I it's like they they move, but they still go back to their old markets. Like this is my market. This is where I shop. Yeah. When I, I know where the pickles are. When I was still employed by the Improv, mm-hmm. I would do all of my business in way Bray. back two months ago. The car wash, Home Depot, mm. Target, everything I did in Brea. I would split from here on Wednesday, run my errands, and I do all of my shit in Brea because mm-hmm. it was comfortable That's and it was weird. familiar, and you and you liked it. Yeah. See, it's an old lady thing. It's not a young mm-hmm. millennial thing, right? It's Hell weird no, to you. Man, just you, go, you, you I go over the wind. You just fucking go online, bro. You just fucking have shit delivered to your door, I just, dude. dude. I just sparkling up, and then like whatever ends up, ends up. Hey, I'm thinking about dumping my Amazon Prime. Can you think of any reason why I would be uh, regretful if I did that? Because things are going to take too long to get to you. Mm, I see. You can't watch the sweet, sweet uh, content that they uh, I think their programming on. is garbage. Really? Yeah. They got a lot of movies. Hmm. A lot of movies. A lot of documentaries. I walked out of a movie today. Did you? What what movie did you walk out of? That Jennifer Lawrence movie. I don't know what it's called. Red Red Sparrow? Red Sparrow. Still playing. Still in theaters? Yeah. Jesus, that's old news, man. I saw that like two months ago. In fact, I'll tell you about how how well it's doing is... uh, Well, it's been out for two months. I saw it on Fandango, and then Uh, I drove to the theater, mm. and it wasn't on the sign. And I asked, is Red Sparrow playing? She's like, Sure. Right, it starts in like 10 minutes. Sure, uh-huh. she just like started it in an empty theater for you? No, there were three people in there. You're like that old dude that's like, hey, what movies are playing here? There were three people in the theater. I what was theater one. What theater you go to? Uh, it's down by the 
by the uh, it was Mike In and Out Burger. It was down Mike and two in two Sherman sixty nining in the back it's row. It's a Pacific Theaters. Oh yeah, yeah. It's four like four or six theaters. It's a very odd little theater. Though. Yes, it is. Yeah. You say bums is bums in a, is it bums insensitive? What? Yeah, bums is probably insensitive and frowned upon. Yeah. But what, I mean, who's gonna come at you? Yeah, bums. The bums? A bunch of bums. What if we find out we have a huge bum contingency? That's a weird little theater. I don't know how it hangs on. It's I don't the, either. The the, the, uh, the, the Sherman day. Five or something. Yeah. Sherman I, um, Oaks Theater. There were three people in there. I was one. There's a dude behind me who's on the phone mm. through the entire credits. <laughs> talking like, or just yeah. talking, talking. <laughs> yeah, the credits. I mean the uh, the the previews that's were weird, down real that's low. A weird oh, that's move. fine. It's okay if you if you're doing it during the previews. Then an old man comes in, sits right behind me, yeah. and he's looking at his phone. It's I just feel this glow behind me, and I wanted to go like you I have to be hey, shitting me. You know what? Why don't why don't you uh, contact me? Uh, I'm yeah. the movie guy in your should, life. Well, uh, the, the only reason I went was because I needed to wind down. Thanks. <laughs> I needed to wind down. He said thanks because Tyler just, uh, without <coughs> lower my request, chair, put his little foot out, push the pedal on Mike's chair. I did so while Mike, he said wind down. At least it was like. Oh my thematic. god, I have that exact same chair. That's my exact chair on sale at Staples for seventy nine bucks. It's a great. No, I paid like one seventy nine for it. It's a great chair. Yeah, it's a good chair. That's what weird. I have the exact idiot. same chair. Yeah, Staples. I think what, so. Seventy nine bucks. It was on sale. I uh, I I went through a chair <laughs> period where like mm-hmm. I needed a chair for my yeah, uh, the time of the month. Sh- for uh, for for my office, and yeah. uh, you know, I became obsessed, and I yeah. went to Office Depot, You're preaching Staples, the choir. Uh, Office Max, Chair talk. You know, I went to uh, uh, Costco over there. I tried, and I it, I remember back bringing the the the, the boy uh, along with me. Mm-hmm. No, Bring actually, it, he yeah. wasn't born yet, so that wasn't true. Oh. Well, the wife was pregnant though. But yeah, and I landed. I on remember that lying. Landed, I you brought the boys with you in your balls. He was in my balls. He, you know, what I'm saying, hey, welcome to After That's Dry. I'm Anderson. There is Mike Carano. Uh, flowing downwards towards the ground and uh, my replica chair, thanks to Tyler's foot. There's Ty Ty to my left. When Tyler walked in the door, he said, hey, guys, let's do a tight hour. And I was like, no way. 90 minutes, baby. <laughs> Actually, to be very honest, when I walked in, the first words I said were absolute gibberish because I tried to say, hey, how's it going? And what's up at the same time? And I said, like, was. I said, I said, hey, what's up? Yeah, you get nervous. I get hey, it. do you guys know any auctioneers? It's, it's like still like meeting my famous... Because I need to record some of that old school. Hey, Mike. If you were Mike Carano asking that question, and it was anyone else in my life said, hey, do you know any auctioneers? I'd say, hold on. Let me text my friend. He yeah. might, and it would be you. Yeah. <laughs> you think I have an auctioneer in my back pocket? I don't. I still am mesmerized by the whole auctioneer. Mm-hmm. I've watched high-end auctions recently uh, on, on YouTube. I know you talk. don't have time for that. We're coming but back they don't to do it. that thing anymore. Like when they're auctioning off Paul Newman's Rolex for sixteen million dollars, the we guy talked is about this. very cl- he's very slow and right. very meticulous. Well, you right. got to be when it's a high ticket item, you know. Yeah, if you're yeah, auctioning anyway, off like bales, 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 sixteen million dollars down, going, going, going. Boop, boop, next, next watch. I wonder how that started. Like, I wonder because the, the first well, yeah, auction guy with a speech impediment, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I like it." That's it. Kind of like the news. Like everyone has to talk like this. It's the news reporting live. Hi, we're the news live from the storm. Why do they all want to talk like that? Actually, you know what? I did some research once when uh, I was really annoyed with how all the newscasters talk the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's because that's the, the, the clearest way to pronunciate so that the uh, Pronun- audience, the, pronunciate. The, the listener at home, the, the viewer at home can understand no matter Through what the accent is. those little teeny speakers. No matter what the accent yeah. is, no matter what the, the region is, and, and they get the information. It the seems like with important. the way uh, how, we ha- how there are... You know, a lot of people on the planet, and it seems with the popularity of like the internet and stuff, it seems like somebody would have. Internet is so popular. Somebody would have tried to do the the news how. Darrison Barrison. 
What I'm saying is, I wonder if anyone has. I shouldn't have even prefaced it with that. I wonder if anyone's ever gone. This is the real news, and they're like, "Today, a young child was swept down the LA River. Holy shit! Fuck! Oh my god! You know, I wouldn't. That would be the cool news to listen to. No, that would be stressful if the news guys are like, "Oh shit! Oh god! I don't want to." I hate it when they do editorial. When they add their Mm. own, like that is just a a terrible story. It's like, what about you you had to add that in? We know it's a terrible boxing talk. I'm holding my mic uh, like like it's a rat, and I'm holding its tail, and it's it's. And you're talking to straight to his face like to discipline him. No more little welcome mats by your hole in the baseboard, rat or mouse or whatever. I would, Mike. You said high end auctions, and my brain immediately took out end and just thought about high auctions. And mm. it would be great to get a bunch All of right, people. We got a ball, crazy stones in the '60s, and you auction off a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah. We, you mean like what's behind me? Yeah, actually. <laughs> That's all stoner material. Yeah. You should have a high auction. I have uh, three more boxes to go. So well, Mike, Mike refers away. Hey, we come to you live on tape. After that, you're live on tape. Uh, from Scotch tape. Live back. on tape coming to you. Whoa. What, what just happened? I don't there? know. I don't know. Like, I don't like you doing. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't want. We're coming to you live from Mike's uh, time apartment. To, time to. Break into the after disaster bank account and buy a new Zoom. I don't know. You got too loud, dude. Mike. Uh, I don't know. I Mike's think apartment was... looks like he's perpetually moving in or moving out. He looks like he's always in the state of on the way in or the way out. It looks out. like he's always about to start or his either start or close his comic book business. You know what? I, I'm I'm just piecing together because I'm not that bright, but uh, and what? I've known you for this long and. I've known your tenancies, and you know I've been to your apartments, numerous apartments. Was mm-hmm. that your place that you owned out yeah. there in OC? Yeah. And they've all kind of looked similar, right? They've all yeah. had the same kind of vibe to them, as far as things stacked up and leaned against walls, mm-hmm. and not in their place. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know the only time it looks, it looks good like? is when somebody has a really like high end apartment, like in Paris, and they have real Paris. artwork that's leaning against the wall, and that's the way they wanted it. This feels like a pawn shop, yeah. And it's never occurred to me until just mm. now. That your dad that's, is a pawn shop yes, owner. That's correct. very interesting. And yeah. you have a pawn shop vibe to every place you've ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Can't, <laughs> it's you like you, it you just can take the pawn shop too. out of the void, but you can't take the, or vice hey, versa. Can I borrow uh, some diamonds? Some what? Diamonds. Drums? Diamonds. diamonds. He wants diamonds. Uh, I don't think I have any diamonds. Some. I sold them to pay my taxes like six or seven years ago. If you ago. asked if you could uh, borrow a, a small peewee doll, you'd be in luck. Mm-hmm. Does he talk? Does he have the string? He sure does. I had one and it was broken. I got it for Christmas. That years, one has Freddy Krueger's voice box in it. How'd that happen? Uh, factory uh, mishap. Oh, that's apparently. the one that I got then, because it was broken from the time I got it. Yeah, but I it's it's actually Freddy. Can you? Yeah, I sure can. Talk? I hope it still works. What we're talking about is a peewee doll that talks. He has a string in his back with a little ring. You pull it, he speaks. And the factory fucked and up. I got and it. Oh, shit. I don't want to get it. I got one for Christmas. It's too buried. It's right there. Uh, it's say, sitting on Mr. Chair. No, I'm talking about the peewee down there. I'm talking about the peewee up there. Oh, I don't know if that guy talks. Oh my god, this is uh, this is your first. I don't like talking chairs. This is your first. Episode. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, mine's broken. Mine was broken just like that. That's uh, were they all broken like that? I don't know, but the the, the other peewee has Freddy Krueger's voice box, so it goes, "Hi, kids, it's Freddy." That's a bad impression. It feels like that's, that's worth some that money. That seems like that'd be worth a lot of money. We just did top five uh, characters you'd like to see fight each other mm-hmm. on the uh, Patreon episode of Film Vault. And it was and, uh, the uh, two old guys from the Muppets were numero uno. I didn't have them paired up against each other, but both Pee Wee and 
uh, Freddy Krueger both made my list. That's kind of funny that they're uh, combined. Pee Wee, who do you fight? The the bully? You can't say, bro, because it's just for the fucking Patreoners. Oh, you'd like to see them fight each other? Yeah, characters that is a like vast, wide. I know like, it was fun. Net to cast. It was fun. Got to tell you, yeah. it was enjoyable. I'd like to see Pez fight Goobers. Who's no? We're not talking about Candy. What? They're characters. They're not what? characters. Uh, Captain Crunch fight the Toucan from Fruit Loops. We're talking movie characters, Michael. Okay. Not. Not fictitious. I'd like to see Arnold Schwarzenegger logo. fight a bad guy. That's how dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so how how are things, Mike? Uh, how's, things are how's good. The mental health. I think how's things the, are uh, right. How's the, the uh, movie almost done? The movie. Movies, I think I'm gonna put in the touch final touches on it tonight. What if you beat Anderson? <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Um, the the, uh, the second project I'm working on in parallel with the movie might be done before in three months. June second is is when yeah, I'm done. No, I'm not gonna beat you. No. Um. We should I have, have a, a, we uh, should have like a race to movies. Like we should both start a movie at the exact same time and okay. see who can finish first. Are there any rules? Like it has to be okay. <laughs> yeah, it has to be good. My movie is about a guy who takes a road trip. What happened? With it's your, like a triathlon. Uh, it's shot in real time. It's like a triathlon where like it, it, it's speed. Like mm-hmm. if if I beat you, if I have it finished first, I get a point. Ooh. And then and then there's also like, the audience. And then we have a judge. We have judges. No, the uh, yeah, audience vote. Audience vote. That's yeah. the second point. I don't know what the third point is. Uh, third, third point, point? is me. Uh, I decide who gets the bigger <laughs> bigger stars. Tie ties me. What were you asking me? You asked a question there. Has the uh, VFX? Uh, oh, it's all coming together. I've been thinking so about that. I've been thinking about that for for at least the last five days. So nonstop. lucky uh, that the guy that's color time in my movie also is married to a very very talented VFX uh, woman who does mainly VFX for like all the Marvel fucking movies you mm-hmm. see. So she is talented. So you're not. She did some rotoscoping for me. So when Flash she was rotoscoping, she's just- done some rotoscoping for me. Yes, rotoscoping come into play in 2018. When there's, when there's a, uh, a, a um, text on the screen, like mm-hmm. uh, art on the screen. Oh, it comes across? And the character walks in front of that art, and the art erases as she walks by it, like her title. Yeah. That's rotoscope. Pretty cool. Like she had to, like, she showed frame, me how she did it. Frame by frame. So sweet. Masking on and off. Real annoying. Stop. Pretty cool. Acting like you know stuff. Oh, sorry that I just do video. Yeah, stop acting like you know stuff. Are you? Um, was there any discontent over at the uh, James Corden late night jamboree when they uh, <laughs> decided to let those two guys that are terrible on SNL host the Emmys this year? I just heard about that. As our Grammys or whatever. No, they're hosting Emmys. Oh yeah, James never hosted. Those Emmys. guys are not funny. If you look at the long history of people that have hosted the news on SNL, Listen, they, uh, they, there's some great really like the fucking show, so comics awkward. on there, and they were really funny. So they're fine. Jay is fine. Mm. He's, uh, I think he's boring. The problem with SNL, and I've said this, uh, you know, probably dozens of times on various like uh, into microphones on different yeah. shows and whatnot. Uh, the problem with SNL is it's never funny at the time. It's always funny when you look back on it because most of the people that are on SNL go on to do bigger and better things than you trust them and you think they're funnier than they actually are and then you go back and you see old episodes with them on it I think, and they seem like, uh, like like the show is much better. I think the problem with SNL is when one guy is in charge of everything well that's been the problem could you then. be um, referring yeah, to my problem too Michael but I mean when you have one dude who's yes and knowing everything and yes. you, you got a bunch of brilliant people there writing and performing in sketches and most of them get axed mm. because one guy doesn't think it's funny. Got a question for you. Yeah. You said you were going to do something last time I was here. Mm. I told you about a movie, and you said I'm going to write it down, and you said I'm going to watch it later tonight. What was it called? I may have watched it. It involved a ghost. 
I didn't watch it. God damn it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I should have watched it. Yeah, I knew you had watched it. You know how I know you hadn't watched it? Because I would have brought it up. It's called Red Sparrow is what you went to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you would have, I think, texted me. Maybe during. I'm sorry. Yeah. What movie? A uh, movie that you dislike very much. A ghost story. Oh, yeah. It was my favorite film by a long shot last year. I mean, I was just, I was definitely in the wrong sp- Mind place space? of mind when I tried yeah. to watch it. You thought you were watching Up in Smoke? fucking high. <laughs> no, I wasn't high, actually. Uh, what, 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 what were you? I just thought it was going to be like, I don't know. I wasn't ready for like, like a, a horror film. A drama with like locked off nine minute shots of a person eating a pie. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. It's not the like wind down at the end of the day. Is it movie. really locked off? There's no movement in that scene? Nope. It's locked down. Yeah. Well, there's two I, shots. The reason I ask is because I'm like, oh, good. That's, that's, that's acceptable. That's the turning point. <laughs> that's the turning point. If you can, if you can get through the, uh, when I'm realizing how difficult that slider is to balance. I'm well, like, what okay, you do cool, is you just shoot it, it like Fincher shoots it and uh, you just shoot an AK and then you move it in post. Okay. That's what you do. A lot of guys do that now. I don't like it. Fincher, his... I don't his like DP, all these new techniques that have come out after I've graduated I like film it. school. I don't like it either. I mean, I could do it right now. It doesn't, it doesn't look the same. Dude, I'll do it. It doesn't look the same. If you take a uh, 24 to 70 lens and you max it out at 70 and take a 70 to 200 lens and minimize it to 70, they're not the same. Well, of course they're not the same, no one but they get the same, a similar effect and the uh, I think the no average, the, the above average audience member will have no idea whether they, they, they mm. process it differently sub- like on a uh, subconscious level perhaps, but yeah, to me it's just like the ultimate control freak. Uh, yeah. But it, it loses some of the art. And what we're talking about is camera uh, operation. I saw his DP interviewed, and he was talking about... How pissed he was, because he has no control, probably. Well, they were also talking about the technique that he utilizes for David Fincher, almost ex- not exclusively, but all of his movies, where the camera, the movement and stuff, like it always, it stops when the actor stops, how, how, how sophisticated their blocking is. Like where the actor stops, the camera stops exactly at the same time. Yeah, like they don't let people walk in and out of frame necessarily that much, but it's it was pretty interesting. The, the Unlike camera, those other movies, the where there's like grips on, walk in front, no, and in and out of. You know how sometimes an actor will walk in and walk out or something. This one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the camera is on the person you're supposed to be paying attention to the, the entire time. One of the worst things I ever learned in film school was uh, I learned a lot of terrible things in film school, mm-hmm. and I realized luckily I went in a little bit. Uh, I was a little I long hope in it the was, tooth. You don't poop in the trailer. By the time I got there, so like you know, some of the stuff I, I realized as I was learning it that it was shit. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the things was uh, you you always want to start a scene with someone walking into a door in, in from a door, and you end the scene with somebody walking out of, walking out a door. That makes no oh, sense. I'm like that's horrible. Yeah, that's like 1930s films. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> yep. Yep, that's uh, that was uh, some of the knowledge that I learned at the old Long Beach State University. Who taught you that, well, Mr. Who? Put him on blast. I'm not going to do that. Do you have a um a, a technique that you think is your favorite in in motion pictures? For for me to use, utilize, or for me to see? To see, because the reason I bring it up is because I I, I know you hated this movie or disliked it, and Red and Star. it wasn't a masterpiece, but I really like the the camera movement in. Uh, and hold on, hold on, da. Phantom, I was going to say Phantom Thread. Damn Thread. It. I was going to guess. But I really like those scenes with the women coming up the stairs and then the camera would stop right when somebody else was coming down and, and just switch directions and the, had the smooth, fluid movement of it. I really thought that was appealing. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not reinventing the wheel. What's what's the signature Anderson Cowan move? If I have anything signature, it's probably Out of focus. ECU shots. <laughs> I, I, I use a lot of extreme close-ups on people's mugs. Mm-hmm. Like the entire uh, 15... There's a 15-minute stretch where it's almost exclusively... 
uh, extreme close up on two different characters. How did you develop Flips that back and that, forth, back and forth? How did you develop the uh, ap- that appeal for that? I just like it because you get like there's there's no avoiding it, especially if you see it on the big screen. Like you're in that person's space, or mm-hmm. if it's two characters going back and forth, you can't avoid that conversation. You're like a little fly in in between these two hum- like large human heads that are uh, having a conversation, and it's it's. It, there's no escape in it. You can't like. There's nothing else to look at on the screen other than their performances, yeah. and yeah. it's a little bit ballsy because if you get actors who aren't really nailing yeah, I gonna, it, I was gonna say, is it awkward for the uh, casting uh, when you go and you sit three, yeah. three centimeters from? Let me see how you read. But I, I also know I also it is it is really uh, uh, awkward and 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 uh, intimidating for the actors because the camera is literally yeah like yeah. The, the 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 box the mat box is sometimes touching their chin. <laughs> The, uh, yeah, especially I, the ladies I can't really imagine, don't like. Yeah, I can't imagine any actor would think that's good because oh, this it is shows. An, this is an 8K. Great. Well, have you ever have you <laughs> bring uh, it in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you ever? Um, I don't know if you got. Well, for me, I put on glasses, which is what I need to look at things that are close. And I've studied like my pores mm-hmm. in the mirror, mm-hmm. and it's repulsive. Oh, it's I, so those disturbing. Be- those beauty mirrors are like 40x. So disturbing. You like. It never fails. They have them in like a nice hotel. So you're, yeah, like, the, you're yeah. like, this hotel mm-hmm. room is so nice. Like just like you turn into other, you're like, I don't deserve this. Well, I will I'm say, a monster. I have found like a, I found str- rogue eyebrow hairs that are twice as long as the other ones. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, but no that? one's looking at you that way. I know. I, I understand that. Look at that shit right there. Yeah. What if it was uh, someone with super super sensitive sight? I thought about that a long time ago. Like if we, if we could see like double good, like how different like makeup would be and clothes would probably mm. be H- like HD entire, for human eyes. Our entire world would probably be completely different. We have HD human eyes. I don't think we do. I think we do. Then how do we see HD? Yeah, Michael. I don't think we do because we don't There's have depth gl- of field. He's, he's going what? We don't like if I'm looking at you. That's not blurry. Yeah. Yes, it is. is that yes, no, it is. No, it's not. Michael, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. It's not. Everything. All right, everybody who's listening at home or in your cubicle or at work or you, hold your hold your finger up and stare at it so that it's sharp and real. And it's what not. does the background look like? Is it in focus? I believe it is. What Holy is shit, Mike, you got some eye issues. Dude. I think with a, a fast lens, that's an artificial look. Mike. I like it, but I mean it's doubled. It's doubled up for sure, but it's definitely out of focus. It's we not the same. It's not the same. I don't like. I'm not doing it. this, right. and that is complete blur. Like it would be with a fast lens. Yes, it is. It is for me. It is for, it's not for me. Yeah. Really? Wait, is, you, it, is it in focus? Uh, of course, it's not going to be like like when you when they fully blur out the background, but it's still it's not sharp. Holy shit. And you're know. a photographer. Yeah. Mm. That is odd. Dude. He's just been getting lucky for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know how you uh, figure out which eye is dominant? How? Yeah, you pick a point, like, you know, the ceilings, and then there's two walls that come together. It makes okay. a little Y, right? Yeah. You, you put your finger up with both eyes open. You put your finger where you think it's, like, close to, like, right on the point, and then you close one eye, and then you close the other one, and you see which... which uh, which eye has your finger closest? Pick a point. It doesn't have to be that spot on the on the ceiling. Which eye say. has your finger closest to the subject? Yeah. So okay, like, uh, like, uh, uh, what's what's in your oh, fork? My right, ra- my okay. right eye. That doesn't work because here, see, okay, I'm holding up okay. my, okay. my drink now. This is so dumb. Put your put your finger. If people can play at home. 
put your finger like on the cap, all right, with both eyes open. And now close one eye, close the other. Which one had your eye? This, your, this, your finger there's closed? no way this is possible because Why? my left eye, the finger stayed directly over the cap. The right eye, it's way off. Yeah, that's so the point. That, yeah, that's the point. Now that means your le- which one was on the cap? Okay, I'm putting this where I think is the middle. Yeah. Left eye, the finger is still covering half the cap. Right eye, there's at least that much. So your left eye dominant, and that's the eye you should always use when uh, taking pictures and putting your oh, eye that's in. That's interesting. Into a, uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that was one of the good things I learned in film school. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't use my left eye. No? You I actually right. switch. I switch completely. I switch back and forth. You're ambidextrous with your, eye, with your ball. ball they're both, they're oh. both failing, so it doesn't matter. <sighs> Does it matter? Doesn't it matter? Can't believe you don't think that things far away are. <laughs> Friendship's over. That's the end of the AD. Yeah. What what brought the show to a screeching halt? I, it, I was think it the casual I think, racism or the I also think, um, I think no. exposure on your eyes is nothing like any camera because our eyes see in ultra, uh, whatever the word would be like, where we can see into shadows. We can see all the stuff that cameras cannot pick up. It's almost like we have HD. But if you like go really high ISO, uh, especially today with the digital cameras. They can see better in the dark than we can. What are your What are you guys' feelings on HDR? I don't like it. I love it. Yeah, how come? I wish want I had some it, I, more. Wish I, had it with it. My, I wish my okay. eyes had HDR. They do. It takes a while to adjust. Your, HDR. Your eyes that, can go from a dark room to a light room without. With, uh, or or from a while, you can pan a horizon and see everything with your eyes. A camera can't do that. Is this killing most people, do you think? <laughs> it's killing me. Do you think me. most people are dying? All right. Well, <laughs> I guess Tyler's our canary. Let's move on. That's why I'm the judge on your, your movie triathlon. Guys, I have nothing to bring. Uh, nothing new happened. There is no, been, been no altercation. true. That is not uh, true. I have not got into it with anyone in, in public. I got into it when I was buying this chair. Yeah. I sat in all the chairs at Staples. No, and I, I you told, to. told the story last week. What's that? You told the story already. I did the about how I said, can I buy that one? Guy and the guy goes, no. Completed chair. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I want that one. He's like, I, I don't, know why, I don't know why you keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't remember that story. <laughs> hey, you ever do this? You ever, you, uh, you just like, my, there's, a certain, there's a certain person that I see the gym all the time. Because yeah. right? I go to the gym like five, six days a week. Those are those are mirrors. That's yourself. I, I see a very odd. <laughs> I see this fella. guy every time. I fucking, fucking asshole. Fucking same at me. It is weird because I go at different times and I do see the same people quite often. I don't know if they just live there. There's a dude at Gelson's. I see every. I swear. I am. I Mike, swear. He, wearing he, a security he, jacket. Is he wearing an he apron? He looks like Gene Simmons. And I see him probably nine out of ten times I go to Gelson's. I don't go to Gelson's very often. I go there and grab a piece of pizza. Or I grab a protein drink or something. I'm thinking about joining a gym, by the way. You should. There's one right on the street. It's called the Family Gym. Friendly mm. Clean is what they're, they advertise. You're not a family man. I don't think they'll let you in. What if Mike gets yoked? Hey, hey man, when are, when are your kids coming? What if, like, they're, they're busy right now. They'll be here tomorrow. A month from now, Mike's just like swole. No, I don't want to. I just, wanna, I uh, just want to. I'm the, I'm the guy wearing, that wears... Uh, starts wearing a necklace. I use uh, like lifting straps now. What is that? They're like they like you're a serious lifter if you have like uh they're like they're like it's like a band that goes on your hand and then you wrap it around the actual handle of the weight that you're lifting. I don't like that. Yeah, it's because I have an injury. Oh, uh, uh, and I'm trying. I, to there, fix it. I, I I've been thinking about this for about ten years. Going to a gym because uh, you should get a two week pass. But I'll like tell it. you why. I was listening. You're to gonna that. hate the first three or four days. It's awful. Yeah, I was listening. I, I've I've jo- I belonged to a gym at one point in the '90s, 
Mm-hmm. And the guy would come by when he was giving tours and go, this is what you don't want to be. Because I knew the owner. <laughs> and he gave us free memberships because an improv mm-hmm. trade. And he'd go, you don't want to be this guy that rides the bike for 20 minutes and goes and sits in the sauna and leaves like he worked out. And he would say that to everybody. And I'd just be like, mm. is that what I do? Which is all better I than did. nothing, right? Yeah. But um, I was listening to Rogan talk about, explain to someone why they should lift weights. And it was all about atro- preventing atrophy. And uh, he just gave this long speech. Mm-hmm. About wait a long speech on Joe Rogan's podcast. He gave a long was it one of the shorter episodes, like three and a half hours. <laughs> a long uh, speech about how the only speech. way to keep your body from atrophying is to stress it mm-hmm. and then let it heal. And I've never done that. You're like, but my brain, my is, brain is my brain, brain is, is ripped. No, no my brain. <laughs> you know, it's just the opposite. I was thinking. I thought about that years ago. I was like, <laughs> I've read so few books. And really thought things through. No, but you through. said stress. Yeah, but I, I've I have not worn out my my brain is fucking factory fresh, new you in smooth, box. You got smooth brain. <laughs> smooth brain. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you an embarrassing story if you want me to. Hell yeah, please do. I was at a party on Friday night. Mm. Oh hell yeah! And it was a wonderful experience because I ran into people I have not seen for some. What people was the occasion? How did you get invited? It was a Who friend's was birthday party. He's a comic. He's How a old? super good guy. Bob Don't Saget. know. Probably my age. 41. You don't know when you're at his birthday party. Yeah, yeah. He's a comic, Tony Kameen. Also, you should know how old he is because didn't they say? Great guy. I know. If you're at the party, I could do No, I got to tell cake? you, though, I, I, I laugh at the stupidest fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And they had a magician there who was friends with everybody, but he decided, I'm going to put on a magic show. And he's an older guy, probably in his 70s. I had a friend that was a magician. He yeah. disappeared. Dun, 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 I just realized dun, dun, dun. I didn't try and make a joke right there at this, all. This, this, but Nathan Gibson, this, I think we all saw him, right? Yes. What happened to that and guy? He, he like we were tricks. corresponding, we were emailing back and forth, and he was getting my uh, my buddy and like uh, his girlfriend's family into a magic castle, and he's like, "Yeah, just let me know when." And yeah. I let him know when. I remember. And that then guy. he didn't respond. He was on and an then early I episode of an, the After Disaster. Yeah, he was on the show, and I sent him another email, and he didn't respond. Like, and he just he just went away. Did you check for obituaries? I don't know if he died. Nathan Gibson, what happened to you? Probably stuck in a box somewhere. We, uh, I had to check some obits today because I had a meeting last night, and uh, <laughs> I'm picturing like 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 your friend is like missing or like you're just a horrible parent. Like your your son doesn't They're come late. home. They're late, and you just obituaries. You don't like call hospitals or like the police or anything. You yeah. just I'll check the obituaries for the next tomorrow. Weeks. <laughs> But uh, what what made me giggle at the party was the guy. So it's like an older guy, and he's wearing a cowboy hat, and he might be known. I thought he was your age. He might be known. This is where Mike is uh, dancing around, not dropping a name, but the name will be dropped. And his name is like Ropey or something, because he does tr- all these rope tricks. And there it is. It's not Ropey. And every time he started a trick, a, a comic friend, every time he goes, I'm going to, is it possible for me to make two knots in this rope without touching it? And the comic friend would go like, that's impossible. And it just made me giggle every single time. That's not the story. Was it Joe Rogan? No, the story was is, it Brian Regan. There was a lot of comics there from uh, the Mister Show era, and mm-hmm. that were on Mister Show. But um, I ran into a guy who is probably the most premier theremin player in L.A. Oh hell! What is, what is, what is theremin? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the the sci-fi noise. Like, oh, I just had that removed from my film. He can play. I don't like theremin. It. He's a studio musician. And he's one of the best drummers I've ever seen. When I met him in the 90s, he was mm-hmm. doing this, the the uh, music for Mr. Show with Bob and David. And one day Is I went... Is there theremin music in there? No. I, actually, I believe there might be. Is Bob, was Bob Odenkirk at this party? No. What the no. hell? 
Bob yeah, is like exactly. the nicest man in Hollywood. He right? sure is. Why and, do you say that? Just because Michael said Dan, it. It's like not right. There's three people that are the nicest people in Hollywood: the Fonz, T- Tom uh, Wilson, mm-hmm. and That's Bob Biff. Odenkirk. That's Biff from uh, yep. uh, Back in the Future. Mike Carano. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is from the Bob and and Dave. He's, yep. he's yep. Saul. No, oh, yeah, Saul. Can't do that. About you can't that. Do that. He's in that show too. You gotta, you gotta like just be obscure with it. <laughs> so, so no, Eben, you, Saul you from Better Call Saul. Evan is one of the sweetest, <laughs> one of the sweetest people. He's he's released Evan Gay. Evan 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 yeah, Evan Schletter. Evan Schletter. Yeah, but he's a very very accomplished musician. Like this is the worst show we've ever done. Yeah, nope it's, uh, it's in the top it's in the, like the mount so Rushmore. i saw him i have not seen him for 15 to 20 years yeah. and i just decided time for a hug mm. gave him a hug and we had a fascinating conversation mm-hmm. um he owns a recording studio so he does a lot he records like all paul of tomkins podcast and stuff like that mm. but he's released many many albums wait does he have a studio we can do if we want to go make a recording probably i mean that what we're doing but i really right dig now. him and his wife Are as people right at this moment but um, he can do theremin in the background. This did not occur to me until I left the party in like 1993 or 1994. I was on hiatus from Dennis Miller and I'm the only guy on the show that wouldn't get another job. I would just live on credit cards for six months and then we get picked up and I'd be like, whew. That doesn't sound familiar. Sounds yeah. Very unlike it. It was like. ridiculous how I lived because I worked there for six seasons and we would have between four and six months off and I would just go hog wild like it was vacay. Well, it was. Everything went on credit cards. My rent, everything. Oh, my God. My How do you put your rent on credit cards? Cash advances. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It wasn't you that much like back then. It was 17. 30%. Yeah. So uh, I had completely fee. forgotten about how I had this epiphany, and I may have t- spoken about this or touched on it. I don't believe I have, though. So one hiatus, I went, Please this tell me is we the, didn't hit record. This is the hiatus. I get my shit together and do something with my life creative. So I spent sounds very familiar to what you're doing right now. I spent four months doing nothing but writing songs, mm-hmm. and ended up with a shitload of songs, which I released to the podcast people as cassette single, uh, cassette demos. Um, you know, podcast. Maybe? The next hiatus came rolling around. I went, you know, what I'm going to do this time. I'm going to start a band, and I cold called Eben, even though I didn't really know him, and I, I said, hey, can you come over? I have something to talk to you about. And he went, yeah. And I gave him my address, and he came to my West Hollywood apartment. And I was so uncomfortable and so awkward. I handed him a Walkman, gave him headphones, mm-hmm. and I go, can you listen to these songs? I'm thinking about starting a band. And I left and went grocery shopping for about 40 minutes. That poor bastard. And I came back because I was so uncomfortable and I didn't know how to do this. I was so weirded out. And I left and I came back and he was standing on my balcony with the headphones still on. And he goes, I like them, but he goes, I'm not really, I don't have time to start a band or anything. And I was like, okay, thanks for coming over, man. And that was it. And I didn't even remember that until I split from the party. And it was one of the most horrifying memories that, that lingered in my mind for years afterwards that I invited a stranger yeah. to my apartment. How was he a stranger? And split. I had only met him in passing on Mr. Show. That is a weird yeah. move, Mike. No, it's so weird. So weird. So weird. Can we call him right now and ask him? If I don't know his that? number right now, but we can. Damn it. We can. I can find oh, it. God, it'd be so great to just ask him, because I want because that's one of those things. Like, does it like haunt you? And it's completely out of his mind. Like he's like, I don't. I I, I would say yes to that. There's except no way it's it out of his so, mind. It was no so way. weird. There is no way it's out of his mind. What no. kind of headphones were they? Those really bad, like little ones that I don't came know, with man. Walkman. In fact, it wasn't even. It was it was past with, like the 
the aluminum yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, band yeah, yeah, on yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to know All something? All dads had them. All dads have those headphones. The machine I handed him is in my closet right now. It's a mini disc player, actually. But it was a Walkman oh, mini disc player with the headphones that came with it. How sad would you have been if you came back and you, like, you had just replaced your little mini disc with like Ma- Maiden or something? He's like, I couldn't even listen to it. I would have thought he has every right to do that. <laughs> because I trapped him in my apartment and I went to Ralph's and bought some shit and came back. I, I'm imagining that you were just like in a daze and you didn't yeah. even know what you Did you bought. ask him if he yeah, wanted absolutely. anything from you came, you came back with nine cans of like corn and a and a, a random, <laughs> a, loose, a loose cinnamon roll. <laughs> hey, that's, that's not the only time I did it during that hiatus that I did that kind of thing because shortly thereafter, I went to Geffen Records and had a meeting with Tony Berg was one of the big A&R oh, guys there. Oh, old Tony. And he goes, so let me, let me have the tape. And I went, I'd rather just have you listen to it with headphones. He goes, that's not how I do it. And I go, that's the only way. I brought this mini disc player. And he's like, okay. And he put it on and started listening. And I stood in the corner staring out the window the whole time. And afterwards, he gave me some constructive criticism. And uh-huh. he goes, I want you to finish this song and this song and finish them right. Don't just slop them out mm. and come back in six months. And I left and I drove to San Francisco in a daze like in a daze in silence it was like a seven hour drive and i drove to the border of san francisco so freaked out and so uncomfortable and i turned around and i never went back not funny but i'm, wait, ex- I'm wait, exploring wait. the mistakes i've made in life i've right heard now. that story before but i didn't hear the san francisco yeah. tidbit yeah but then you just you got to san francisco and then you just turned around yeah yeah it wasn't all the way to san francisco it was like it was very close and then you never got in contact with that guy again? Never even tried. <laughs> and it seems like if somebody tells you come back in six months, you come back in six yeah, months. Yeah, for so I was sure. Like, that relationship's dead in the water. And I was horrified to find out that my friends knew him. Could we call like that Bobcat guy? Like Bobcat and stuff. I don't know if... I'm sure he's still around. What if you finished that song? You should. Yeah, is, did you ever finish the songs? I believe I did. Oh, never, this is your movie, delivered. Mike. Fuck all the other things you're working on. You get a, a track. How many down. years ago was this? What year was this? <laughs> just 19, 1994. And just keep a stiff upper lip and be like, it's been six months. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know Geffen Records no longer exists. I don't know what you're doing now for money. How old was he at the time? He was older than me, so he was He's pr- dead, probably man. in his 40s. He's dead. Because I turned. So you're going to go find a 70 year old man. I turned 30. <laughs> I like I finished it. <laughs> And then, and then he's like, "Well, let me hear it." And you're like, "Well, you got to put <laughs> all these headphones." Gonna <laughs> be the old headphones. Like I that's not how I do it. The mini disc player. God, the Carano family went hog friggin' wild on mini discs. Like almost the day they came out. Why? It was the future. We were just like, "This is the future." It was the future for like a year and a half. Yeah, it was. A, yeah. It was the shortest span of like uh, media ever. Yeah. I think. The whole idea was it was a, a CD that could not be scratched, yet the real problem was it's low res. <clears throat> oh yeah, my God, you can't say res with 12 bits compared to 16 bits. Is res okay with sound? Audio I, res? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Still resolution. Really? I guess. Still resolution. I thought I was bad because I, I, my, my, sh- my student film showed at the Directors Guild of America, right, in mm-hmm. uh, 2002. And it was like so long ago and embarrassing that I remember like, you know, we were told by our, our film program to, like, you know, bring VHS copies of our movie. And uh, I did. And, you know, I fielded some questions. It was a it's a big theater, too. There's probably like 800 seats or whatnot. And I got wow. some really positive feedback. You had that and, many people in, in film school? 
No, we, we showed like the, the top films from our program at the Directors Guild every year. Oh, like, yeah, you said that. Yeah. And they'd, they'd invite wow. Hollywood, right? And like yeah. they'd prepare us. Like, no, that's gonna, a big you're deal. You're going to have that's meetings and they're going to want to like, you know, know what else you have to offer and have a yeah. feature-length script ready. And I did. And uh, I talked to some people and uh, one production company was very interested in like what else I had to offer. And they asked, you know, for, for my uh, feature. So I sent it to them, sent them the, uh, the script like the next day. And uh, never ever called back. Never yeah. followed up. Never yeah. called to see if they got it. Never yeah. called to see if they. And you have to do that. It's amazing and how successful and wealthy we are. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have balls back then. I didn't have many stories to tell. Like, I, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I, I feel I that way it. too, though. I, I I genuinely do. I because I I definitely beat the shit out of myself for being a loser, and fucking things up. But but I. Don't feel I was ready for anything. I don't think like people in their twenties they can write stories and they can have experiences. I don't know if they're. Remember, remember I, I, I don't get how they they can direct like you know a seasoned professional yeah. actor who's been working for yeah you know uh, like uh, an actress who's been working for like say fifteen twenty years. I, how, I totally how, agree. Why should a twenty two year old be telling you like what your motivation is? I totally agree. And what agree. story are you telling? You know what I mean? It's the same thing with comics. Like, uh, I think we brought this up, or maybe it was in a personal conversation. When, like, when open micers like will ask me, like, "Oh, how do I?" Or now and then, someone will talk to me about the business. Like, do you know, know anyone at Comedy Central? And you're like, or I'm like, yeah, but I would never recommend you because <laughs> you have like two years experience. You right. Know, give it five more years, and then maybe, maybe you got to pay your dues, and you got to like you, learn the you, ropes. You don't just have to pay your dues because it's it's a requirement. You have to pay your dues because you're not developed. Right. On, on the not falling up thing, remember when I used to do the fun with Craigslist? Shit? So good. It was yeah. so good. So I got, and then there was somebody that, wanted to make a book out of it, right? So there was the that e- there was another guy doing the same thing after I started called emails from an asshole. And this guy at MTV was trying to get a hold of him, but ended up getting a hold of me instead, uh. accidentally or something. And uh, he was like, "I'm making like this web series for MTV, like, like we want to turn your things into like little animated shorts." I was like, "Okay, cool." Was, he's like, "We'll give you like five hundred dollars per like thing that we use." That and, sounds like, about right for he, MTV. They're so cheap. He yeah. wanted to buy the fir- he wanted to buy three, at the but still at the whatever. time that would have been great for you. Oh my god! And it would have been at your foot in the door somewhere. It, it was when I was still. It was when I was like call screening at Lo- right. Loveline. And you know, then like they, you throw you in a little, a little background on what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, Fun with Craigslist was, uh, I used to, you can still find it. Just Google. Can you still find them? They're still yeah, out there? Still How out many there. do you do? Oh, there's got to be at least 30 on that site. That's they a lot. Really, that's, really, they really were funny. funny. They were super funny. And that that's a lot. I hate the way the site is formatted. Like, it's. So why don't you explain whatever. to like, uh, I, I got to imagine that most people listening don't would, know what you're talking about. I would about. kill time working at K-Rock and at Loveline by uh, just responding to people's Craigslist ads with increasingly um absurd mundane and absurd uh replies to them and see how long i could string them along before an example they... would be uh there was someone who was selling an old cooler for like five dollars and i was asking them like i would always do like a real reply like oh do you still have it and they'd say yes and then i'd be like oh cool do you think um does it still like keep things cold they'd be like yeah uh do you think you could uh paint a uh, warning sign on it this is <laughs> organ transplant just like, and they're like, "Why?" I'd be like, I'm, I do like, I do animal organ transplants, and like, I don't have any paint, so I was wondering if I could buy it from you with it already painted on there. And like, you know, some people tell me to fuck off, and other people just are way too nice. And <laughs> what about the one like there was a van or something? There was a van where the guy was just selling a used old like you know '80s Astro van, and I was like, 
I would like to paint like proud <laughs> Indian warriors on the side. The guy was like, yeah, I don't care. Just if you have the money, just come buy it. And then I sent him like a, I mocked it up in Photoshop. I was like, do you think this looks good? And he's like, yeah, great. I don't, I don't care. Um, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I remember, I remember laughing very hard reading all of them one night. It was, uh, it was great. So yeah, look up fun, fun with Craigslist. I think it's fun with Craigslist gum at oh, this point rolls right it used to be phone with craigslist.net but my uh my leasing expired but anyways so mtv yes. mtv the guy got in contact with me he w- he had wanted to buy the stories for 500 dollars per thing uh for a while that taze on day guy the chocolate rain that oh, guy yeah. he wanted him chocolate to be the, the vo on one of the characters oh really and uh he sent over this giant packet to me that was like the contract that i was going to sign it was like mm. i don't know it was at least like 80 pages jesus and I remember going through it in the office at the Loveline Studios and leafing through it. And I was like, this is like really like thick and scary, like legalese. Yeah. And mm-hmm. from, I know nothing about law, but right. from what I was reading, it felt like they owned anything I ever did. Yeah, like, they, you know, did. Like, they, did. they did. They probably did. And I was just like, um, and the guy emailed me like a few days later. I was like, hey, did you get the packet? I was like, yeah, just checking it out. And then I just never replied <laughs> and he never followed up. And I just, oh, it just, it just is gone now. It's just gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't sign it, and they're still yours. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. Else. You should respond I, to them now. <laughs> I should find that in my dig through my hotmail and just send them one page and be like, uh, "I have an issue with this page." Yeah, it was so weird. I remember being so excited about like calling my dad. I was like, "Hey, like these people like want to like buy like a couple of my things on spec and like, like blah, that's blah blah nice, son. Yeah. And then I just was like, "You could be I a show. You could be a showrunner by now. Anyone be like, "Hey, do you have a like a like Drew? I could have been like." Who could I ask to like look at this? Yeah, well, it'll but cost you. F- fine, but you know, I was just like, yeah. I don't know how to do. It'll cost you exactly five hundred one dollars. <laughs> yeah, good. It's it's a god damn. We I, we need. I to mentally grow, we need to grow. I up mentally drove. Yeah. I mentally drove to San Francisco. I still yeah. am. <laughs> I, I, you just when you said I didn't when I I couldn't read it. That's how I was when I bought that townhome in Brea. Like I went <laughs> I went to the place to sign the paperwork, and they're like, "You need to read this." I'm like, "I'm not reading anything." And I just told the girl, <laughs> she flipped pages. She flipped pages, and I put like fifteen signatures down. Like uh-huh. they 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 had markers for the right. pay in this huge like, thick contract. I like the guy who sign it, sign here, double sign this, put the date here, put your n- date of birth, and it, I signed everything. And they went congratulations, like the, and I'm like, for what? I like the guy who aggressively fucks himself. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm not reading anything. I want to give you guys a heads up. Listen up. I know you're putting the contract together. Uh, could be ready in a couple weeks. I'm not going to read it. Listen to me. Listen. <laughs> well, you know, listen. Listen. To whatever words, you're liking. This. Listen yeah. to the words coming out of my mouth. I don't read shit. I'm just signing it, assholes. And they're like, okay. And they just put a bunch of extra stuff and you sign it. You're like, yeah, that's right. Uh, I hate to uh, interrupt the program, but do you, do you have any antacids? Uh, uh, in my car. You want to go get them? No, that's all right. I got. Some no, food. I'll run down and grab them. No, that's it's that that's a real interruption. I can I can manage. We could just hit pause. People wouldn't even know. Yeah. Pause. Thanks, mm. sir. I can't believe you just ate thirteen tums. That's not. That was insane. It's not. The, it's and not you a stacked them. You stacked them all and just bit down like on a, them like they were hamburger. Your penguin's yeah. loyalty uh, <laughs> pales in the face of the the dude that got the uh, yeah. Soccer, I know what you're talking about already. The soccer team jersey tattooed on his full, entire upper body. Full jersey tattooed with the, on him. with the ads and everything. No, no. no ads. They all have it ads. looks ridiculous. I, I think he's just a guy that Was doesn't want to wear a shirt. It looks ridiculous, but it's well done. Like it looks good. If you're gonna have that done to you, well, that's a show, everybody. So I'm uh, 
Hold on, I'm pulling up pictures of my life coach. I listened. Uh, I don't know why Here Mike's very, very proud of the the the, uh, the what what his life. <laughs> was co- it the same picture that I have? That one. Yeah. Yeah, but there's ads all over it. He didn't go with the ads. Should have. Yeah, he could have got it. Probably, probably got the tattoo paid for. How long did that take? It looks so weird. It just looks like paint. All right. You know what would be, it would be as a, first of all, they're both terrible ideas, but a better idea than that is getting your favorite T-shirt from childhood tattooed on you. <laughs> well, that's probably what that is for him. Yeah. What would I have? Like I would get the Aussie Diary of a Madman tour. You ever see the guy with the uh, plaid sock tattoo? No. It's pretty good. No, hope he's hope he's into ska. I'm, I'm pretty sure my favorite shirt growing up was a uh, was a black shirt, so that's a that's already a rough choice. <laughs> and it, it was a, had a big that big like '90s style like clip art of like a baseball glove. Okay, I had a shirt that was iron on. Remember iron ons? Absolutely. Big, I remember the, the smell specifically, and it brings <laughs> back happy childhood memories. By the way, True. I have a, I have a shitload yes. of iron ons if anyone wants to buy them because I went onto eBay one night. And bought all these like seventies original iron ons. I got Charlie's Angels. I got mm-hmm. Farrah Fawcett. I got Evil Can. I got like when ten you, Evil Can. When you iron, iron them on iron-ons. with the with the iron, and like right after it's done, like that smell is. I, I That's what I was just it, saying. Yeah, I've smelt it in probably twenty five thirty like years. Like a melted crayons. Yeah, smell, a little right? bit. Yeah, and, and it's a good smell. When you walk into a t shirt shop in the seventies, they smelled like that. Always. And it was always pleasurable. It was like eight year old kids working at the store. I remember, I got Duran Duran iron ons, but mm-hmm. before that, I was probably seven or eight years old. And I don't know what my dad's driving force was here, but he wanted me to be in a gang, I think. Mm-hmm. As most parents do. He got a bunch of blank shirts. God <laughs> love them. You have to make a movie at some point about your dad. I forgot you all about this. You can embellish it a little bit, but... I forgot all about this. There's no embellishment. There's no hyperbole here. You can open with him you. getting out of the car and going and threatening a kid who bullied you. And No, it starts with him... It starts with him pretending to have a heart attack. That's the first scene. <laughs> yeah, when no, I'm like no, turkey, five years old. Thanksgiving. Turkey five years in the old garbage. And, and he's, he's pretending to have a heart attack behind over. the wheel. And, there's uh, a, there's, there's a, a lot thrill. of establishing. Uh, Guys, this one's one of the best, and I don't think I've ever brought up the program. Oh, I forgot about it yeah. for, for years and years. And uh, we will be stopping right here. And Patreon, <laughs> stay tuned for Anderson's. We would not ever do that. So I remember that he got a bunch of like he had like eight light blue T-shirts, mm-hmm. and there were barely any kids in my neighborhood, but I guess there was enough for him to give to each of the kids that also had bikes in the neighborhood and it was some kind of like a uh, it was like a Harley Davidson type uh logo but it wasn't okay. Harley Davidson it was just some kind of eagle some kind of proud eagle okay and oh, he, they're, they're all he proud. got a bunch of iron on so like a third Reich eagle <laughs> no it wasn't it was but it, was, it looked a little bit like Mike's freedom eagle that he has right there mm. and i remember he he named the gang Mm-hmm. He said, "All right, you guys are going to be the blood-eyed eagles, the okay. blood-eyed eagles, right? The that Bebs? was the name, blood-eyed the eagles, the Bebs." And he, he, he I think Did he had he my like mom hit you on the head with a cane and say, "You're the leader." He didn't have a cane, and he had my mom, I think, iron all, all like, on the the things. And then I had to go around the neighborhood and, and pass these out to these other kids in my you neighborhood jump, and you say to jump them in. Uh, hey, we're blood-eyed a, eagles. We're in a gang now, and we're the blood. I think one day we all wore the shirts and like rode our bikes around <laughs> Wait, town. Why did I say the Bebs? That doesn't make any sense. Blood-eyed, blood-eyed eagles, eagles would be bees. bees yeah. <laughs> Bees. We're the bees. The blood-eyed, the eagles. blood-eyed what was, eagles. What was his point there? What I was don't he trying know. To do? That is truly a mystery. And I, I'll bring it up in therapy next week. Were you an outsider? Oh, that's not. A I was bad always. An that's outsider. not a bad idea. Farming out. First of all, yeah. I, have, I have a list of questions. <laughs> you for go you. in. 
you're like the surrogate. You know what it would do? It would make you just have zero respect for your therapist right away because she'd be like, "That makes a lot of sense." What if I? Uh, you're thinking, you're how about this? Bitch. I can. It has I can, nothing to do with me. I can. <laughs> you dumb bitch! I'm farming out my therapy time. <laughs> what if for I nine take, other what people? If I, what if other like people give me forty bucks to have a question answered by a real therapist that costs two hundred bucks an hour, and I spend the first fifteen minutes like that's what recouping I just my said. costs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, like, you, you don't want. You don't want to like. <laughs> what if I do the thing you just said? Are you going to give me 40 bucks to ask her why I don't listen? Hey, do you still have those uh, those zombie uh, pink flamingos? I don't know. I believe so. I think I'm staring at them. I want them. You want them now? Oh, yeah. They're yours. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm. Does that make you feel good? Make sure you take the uh, the legs in there. The legs are in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> the blood-eyed eagles. What in the God's name? I got yeah. I to I ask my mom about that. We got to get three Did blue shirts with blood-eyed eagles on it. We all rode. I remember yeah. we all rode with the shirts on it. Did one you have point. A, like a clubhouse like initiation? No, there was like. I, Imagine from, this is the moment where Anderson's all, all of a sudden going to like go silent, and we're going to see like his brain accessing some deep memories. Like we killed a man in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I can I see like, like knocking on the treehouse. I hated ah, the kids. Ah. I hated the kids in my neighborhood. Xander was one of the kids. Xander. Yeah. Yeah. Xander with a Z or with an X. With a Z makes Fuck a difference. Xander. Makes oh. a difference. Yeah, Z is Z is a tool. X is cool. Yeah. Hey, that kind of rhymed. Robin, kind of. Robin Zander, rhymed. one of the great rock and roll singers of all time. I can't even remember the other kids. I did. I thought Michael Zander. Younger. Michael Younger. Michael Younger. Yeah. The guy who created Michael Terror's Younger show got hit, named Zander. hit in the side of his head with a shoe by a family member, and I remember I had to go to the hospital or, with him. And did Peter and get lie. involved? Oh, I think you told this right. Yeah, I remember that. I had to lie and say that it was an ear infection, and I, I was. I, they 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 made me like part of the conspiracy. They're mm. like, blood eyed eagles never snitch. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> How long did the bees last? <laughs> I think we rode once with the shirts on, and I don't think I ever saw the shirt on anyone else again. Oh, did I you think like come I out wore the next the day shirt, wearing though. it, and they weren't? I dead. would. Oh. I would really. Love to find that iron on. I would love, yeah, I would love to find the iron on, and I would love to be able to talk to my dad today and say, "Dad, what was up with that? Mm -hmm. Like, where did you dream?" Maybe up you can the get idea? one of Susan Pinsky's psychics to ask him. <laughs> no, I want to actually do it though. <clears throat> you see what I said? Yes. No, I don't think you can make the rope do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Anytime you see a magic show, if you can sell. That's not possible. It's always funny. Even after the third time. Did you see That's da impossible. Did you see David Blaine sew his mouth shut on Fallon no. last night? No. Yeah. Jesus. Golden Knights winning 7 nothing. Oh, spoiler. Did he do it for real? <laughs> Holy shit. Straight up So he had holes shut. in his lips and he decided. Hmm. Yeah, it was awful to watch. It was really not fun what to What was the magic? Then he, someone picked a card and he ripped it and then he threw all the cards in the air and he had the ripped card in his sewed shut mouth. And he unsewed it? That is taking it to an extreme that I would never be the willing to do. The best about David Blaine is how he just stares at people. He just stares I at love Jimmy. It. He just stares I love at it. It's very funny. He just stares into people's souls he's as he's I doing I think really the best part about him shit. is the fact that he's a magician and he somehow nailed Fiona Apple. He's nailed a few. That's yeah. definitely the best part about him. Mm -hmm. I would not like to be like alone on a... A, a subway car with him. I would. I was al alone. No, I wasn't alone. Something very likable about him. I don't know what it is. I was in an he's elevator just, with. But he's uh, sitting directly across from you, yeah, just staring. Weird. And he's like, "Check and see if you're still wearing your underwear." And you're like, "Where are they?" And he pulls them out of his sewed shut ear. You're like, "Fuck! I didn't even see you sew that shut." Uh, I was in an elevator with Copperfield and Claudia Schiffer. <gasps> and at first, I was 
very seriously captivated because I, I, I've seen Claudia Schiffer on pictures and stuff and she looks beautiful but not my type at all but in person you're what? like oh my god you're She's like the most like beautiful perf- perfect creature yeah ever and then i looked at copperfield and he was staring at me and it fucking freaked me out man like super uncomfortable and, and he just kept his eyes on me and i didn't like it one bit like you're doing mike what? just hopped in his car and went to san francisco what what does he just do that to everyone who's i don't know it's supermodel it was i i don't think he was doing Are it as a reaction to me no 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 he's he's you know my uh, defending his harassment charges claudia's story no no what is it I told you my Claudia. I got story. a, I got a, I got a sneaking suspicion. Even though she's probably in her fifties now, I'm not even sure I know. What she's she probably like still beautiful. one of the most beautiful she, women. I ever. never like had a crush on she's like you know you got you got a Farrah Fawcett, the, yeah. the, the, the classic Farrah Fawcett first crush. Poster. First crush. I remember putting those on my wall, trying to be like a guy and <laughs> get my dad off my back because he's always yeah. accusing me of being gay. Yeah, but uh, I didn't actually have like a crush or like like any kind of like a uh, woman in the public eye until Claudia Schiffer. And it was just like, she was like mm-hmm. what I thought was like perfection. She she and is pretty close to it. When I, uh, so I like, I collected pictures and I had a girlfriend at the time who would give me pictures of her all the time, mm-hmm. encouraged it and made me like a collage of Claudia Schiffer, which is a little bit taking a little too far. Why do you always want to have sex on these open magazines? But I remember she was doing it. definitely a, looks better with dark, the blonde, dirty blonde hair. Than she the, was the doing a signing blonde. at, uh, yeah, you got to go to like when she was a model for a uh, guest. Uh, she was doing a signing like at a blockbuster, and it was right after I got out of the hospital for a my broken back. Yeah, blockbuster for my broken back. I had a broken mm-hmm. back. Remember, and I was in the hospital, and I I had been out of Can the hospital for maybe spine? maybe two weeks, and I was gaunt, and I had a cane, and I I, I just I I looked very like heroin chic, and I had a cane, mm-hmm. and I took my little sister with me, cane. and I waited in the fucking line, kind of humiliating, but still, I'm gonna was it the cane? see. It was it the cane Claudia your dad W totally the leader of the bees with? What no. What? It doesn't. What? Huh? It's the one where he. Ch- so, he and I had, I had a. Does the royal thing on each shoulder with his cane. She was on the cover of Time magazine, and I had that cover, right? Uh huh. And that's what I wanted to have her sign. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, let me see her. And, <laughs> oh, let me see her. Let me see yeah, her. Perfect. God, I need my. I need my sister oh, to yeah. corroborate God the story. Damn. What I need my fuck? sister here. So it's our turn now, right? And mm-hmm. we're we're walking up. My my sister had like some kind of paper she found on the ground to have her sign, and I had the Time magazine. And uh, I walk up, and she says, your name? And she's, like, staring at me, and I tell her, Anderson. And she signs it without even, like, taking her eye off of me. Mm-hmm. And then she signs my sister's without it, doesn't even, like, look at my sister. And she's just staring at me like she's trying to place me or something. And then I'm like, thank you very much. And that was, it was weird waiting in line yeah. for a human being. And then seeing you and meeting you was real. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm walking away, and I could, I could feel her staring at me. The next people are up now. I look over my shoulder. She's fucking staring at me. Oh, man. It was you the oddest thing. And my sister's like, that was really weird. Why was she? And I'm like, I think she thought she knew me or something. Like, if I were to see her today, I swear, haven't we talked about this on the show? If I were to see her, if I ever run across her, like if she was ever on Love Line back yeah. in the day, I would say, hey, do you remember that guy with a cane? And she'd be like, yeah, I, I, that's me. She'd be like, well, what happened? You put on 40 pounds. I'm like, yeah, but it's me. She would remember, I think. God. It was one of those moments. It was very so frustrating. Odd. Yeah. Well, it's not like I was going to, you know, better or anything. She there, just was no, there was no beds around. There was no beds, bro. It was fucking blockbuster. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But isn't it odd when you see somebody who's a public figure and then you see them in person and they're way better looking in person? You know who the the biggest one for me was? Beverly Center when I lived in West Hollywood. A lot of times they're more likable. Beverly person. Center. She was so good in... Um, yeah. Her centers. Well, a lot of times they're like way more likable. There's, some, there's something about them well, that doesn't I, I never found this person to be... I, I knew she was attractive, but I didn't, I didn't find her like... She didn't... I don't know. It it wasn't that kind of thing. And I, I was on the escalator at the Beverly Center and Nev Campbell was coming down and I was just like, 
that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Like immediately, like that's the most beautiful female I've ever seen in person. Specimen. Specimen. This is kind of reminding me of the, the sheer frustration and decision I had to make when I met Farrah Fawcett at the improv and I walked her to her car mm-hmm. and she had a couple of drinks in her and she was being very flirty with me because I got her to sign that Dynamite magazine I had from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I have a chance to make out with Farrah Fawcett? Right. And I really felt it. Like I felt like I could have taken advantage of her. I but think she, that's how she became so successful is everyone felt that probably. Yeah, you know maybe. I mean? But I, I walked her out to her car and we were alone in the parking lot uh-huh. and she was like touching me. Like she was... She had her arm around me, like to support her, mm-hmm. like in a in like a drunky way, but not. And then you put her in her car and said, yeah. "Toodaloo, <laughs> yeah. have a good yeah. drive there, saucy." Yeah. Listen, I've had this fantasy since I was eight years old, even though I didn't even know what Wait, sex but was. What, what you're saying is she was hammered, and you put her in the car. She fine. had a couple of drinks in her. She wasn't hammered, but she was. She had a, enough of a buzz to put her arm around me and touch me while we were like hold on to my arm <laughs> while we were walking. She had enough a buzz to touch this monster. Yeah. He who dies with the most toys still dies. That was the fucking bumper sticker. And I'm listening to an episode from the Eclipse episode of this show. And I said, he who dies with the most toys still loses. And I cringe. And it gets really upsetting when you hear yourself say Mm -hmm. something that's totally wrong. And you can't correct yourself. Yeah. And you just have shame. And you look down at the ground. This is something that I'm addressing at this time right now. Every time. Like this podcast, not so much as in the past. But if I'm on someone else's podcast, I always leave with a knot in my stomach going, I could have been better. I could have been more entertaining. I could have been more concise. And it really, really eats away at me and fucks my head uh-huh. up. Drive to San Francisco. And it happened three times this week. And I, every time I was like, this is Was that a callback to my again. callback or was that a callback to his original? It was a callback to his original. I don't, okay. I don't know how that became yours. I don't think I Mike just Mike just suddenly like slipped in times. like you know I was what? a guest on three podcasts. This I'm week. I'm I'm actually the thinking about that San Francisco week. drive, and I'm trying to think of how far I actually made it because that was my plan was to go to San Francisco, Santa Barbara. Are no, I made it farther than that. I made it past San, San Luis Obispo. Hey, everybody! San tickets available Francisco. for groupers. The premiere is five weeks away. Holy shit! Yeah, five weeks away. Uh, come on out. Go to groupersthemovie.com. Groupersthemovie.com. And all of the tickets are. Uh, Where is that premiere again? There. Chinese theaters at mm-hmm. the beautiful TCL Chinese theaters. Yep. Have the noodles. We are, we are going to be at the big in the 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 second biggest theater, not the Chinese theater. Guys, I kind of pushed out and said, "No, Tom, I don't think I can fill that." Which I don't know if I could. But uh, when, we're in the second biggest one. We're in the one that uh, was on the the uh, the Oscars where they walked in and they were watching. When do we do the wrinkle uh, the hands in time? And the, on the Oscars, and they gave them treats. It's when, that theater. When, do we, that do exact when theater. do we do the hands in the cement? We're not doing the hands in the cement. I'm, I did work it out. Make some pudding and we can do it in that. I did work it out with Tom uh, over there at TCL Chinese Theater that I'm going to be able to put um, uh, a Chinese finger trap indentation in the uh, in the cement. Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. It works. Hmm. I'm going to have party favors at the uh, the premiere. Uh, and uh, I should have tour shirts as well, which is it's very exciting. It's very fun. Uh, I got the step and repeat. It looks good. Uh, okay. Working on the red carpet, which I think I'm going to go with artificial turf instead. Have you sent me my contract to mediate the uh, after party Q&A? Um, remember when you brought up that you wanted to do it, Tyler? And I'm like, Mike, can you uh, do the Q&A, you think? <laughs> I don't, I, I Tyler don't, gets a lot of abuse. I don't. Honestly, I don't remember that. <laughs> it was pretty good shit. 
Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, June 2nd. That's coming up five weeks away. And then I have a bunch of other cities, uh, Denver, uh, Seattle, Portland. So I, you've heard me say it before, but it's, it's just a reminder. Uh, there we go. Yeah. And here we go. Many other cities. Uh, San Diego. Yes. Mm-hmm. San Diego. SDCA. San Francisco. I'm actually going to drive yeah. all the way to it. Yeah. I'm going to get all the way there. Maybe you can have some kind of horrible knot in your stomach and drive behind me and show up there. Okay. Maybe you're just like stressed out, so you just happen to be Mike, out in San Francisco. What was, the, what was the guy's name who wanted you to come back in six months? Uh, Tony Berg. B-E-R-G? Yeah. Sounds like a fake name. Anthony Berg from Tony Berg. Jeff and Records. Tony Berg. Oh, he's still alive. Or did you put Tony Berg Gaffin? Yeah, here he is. He's a. Dude, you got it. You got to contact him <laughs> with, your, with your. Yeah, baby. That could be part of the movie. I'm going to see if I can call Eben next week. Is it is it short for Ebenezer? I don't believe so. Does he just spend all day, every day, correcting people, saying no, not Evan, I, Evan? I imagine. All day. I imagine show. At one, at, at one point, do you just say, fuck it, my name's Evan? You know what I mean? Well, the point hasn't come yet, and he's a, you know, probably my age. Like I, I'm just, In the I, early 90s, he became an A&R exec with Geffen, where he played a role in signing artists like Beck, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, At the Drive-In, etc. Maria, Ma- Maria McKee, my and, favorite. And the one that got away. And almost Mike Carano. Keith Carano. <laughs> he started in 2004 he started his own label three records you could be on his, his uh what's it called berg rex on, uh, could be on, uh, berg vinyl no it's three records his daughter his daughter's a musician named z berg okay i'm bored now berg i'm bored berg we gotta find this guy. We're gonna, Mike. This is gonna be your. Hey, are you allowed to talk about? Remember a couple weeks ago when there was a huge trauma right in the middle of the show, and uh, you're like, I gotta, I gotta go call the wife. Are you allowed to talk about what happened there? Or uh... I don't think so. Because <sighs> I, I feel like if I was a listener, I'd be, I'd be kind of. Curious. I know, but I, I think this is the kind of thing you, t- you take with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm sorry I brought it up. I, 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 I mentioned it in passing, like a. Do you want me to pause this and just delete that little part? No, it's fine. Because uh, I mentioned it in passing, and there's still some sensitivities to it. Uh, so maybe you can tell, tell one day. There, yeah. there may a, always there, be one day. There'll be like a when Zach's 18. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, Zach yeah, gets yeah. to a certain point, there's a maybe. statue of limitations on it for sure. For sure, it involves Zach, and uh, everything's fine. But uh, yeah, there's literally there's literally nothing wrong. But be you made it worse by saying there's a statute of limitations on it. <laughs> now it's like that's <laughs> a legal issue. <laughs> Damn, Golden Knights win seven zip. I don't know what, what kind of that. what game do they play. I don't. I've never heard hockey. of that team. They're a brand new hockey. Team. <laughs> what from ga- where? What, from what Las game Vegas. do they play? Okay, okay. They're a brand new team. They're the thirty first NHL. I went down a rabbit hole watching YouTube videos. You've probably never heard of it, Anderson. How they fill in a hockey rink? How they put the ice in there? And I watched videos from the set. Do from they the start 80s? with water or ice cubes? The eighties. They fit them perfectly. Water. Oh, nowadays. They have tanks permanently installed in all the arenas filled with a special liquid, and it comes up from the ground. And they have the platforms they lay out that have all the printing on them and stuff. In the 80s, they put the ice down, painted it, yeah. and then put ice on top of it. A guy went out there with a paintbrush and Ugh. with the machines and hand-painted it and mm-hmm. hand-lettered everything for every time they rebuilt the ice. But nowadays, it comes up from the ground, and it's got chemicals in it and stuff, so it's much more uh, consistent. Solid. Yeah, and it has to be an exact thickness. 
exact. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then and then when they drain it, it melts fast and goes right back into the tanks at the arena. When do they do they drain it often? I don't know. I didn't get to that part. Often? I know it. I believe it's Staples Center. I was they, they just put the basketball court the on court top of it. The court is just on top of the yeah. ice, yeah. basically. I, I, I saw Paul McCartney in the 90s, and there was ice. They put plywood down, and there was ice underneath it, and it was amazingly Ooh, cool. Everyone, would yeah. you step? No, there was cool. Don't you slip it out here on the It was ice. a perfect concert experience. <laughs> While I sing my songs that no one cares about. There was really very cool air emanating from the ground, and it was <laughs> it was wonderful. It was the coolest thing. <laughs> I was in a pit at a, uh, like it was a Santa Ana show or something. It was one of these K-Rock like, in, in, invasion shows or some shit. And they they fucked up, you know those like uh, those cattle. You ever been out in the country and and you see those like uh, they're like yeah, yeah. they're like grates in the ground and cattle know enough not to like try and cross them so that way they don't I, go across. I believe so yeah, they had some of those still like down towards the pit, and so people were, some poor fucks were getting like thrown <laughs> into them because I think there was a barrier in front of it and then that got knocked down and there's people like their legs must have been breaking because they're like stuck in these like oh, this God, like pit like and, and people and, are just. Tr- and yeah, and then they were getting pushed, and like their whole bodies were getting crunched, but their legs were stuck in this in this trap. It was horrible. I, there, I, I was watching. Uh, you know who was on uh, who was on stage was Tool when that was happening, and I remember they were disturbing to begin with. Tool was on stage, and then disturbing things were happening to their patrons. It was horrifying. One of the best experiences of my life at a concert was no doubt at the Palladium with Fishbone opening, and the reason it was who who no doubt. But the reason it was oh, one of the best. Saying, no doubt, it was one of the best. No, one of the one of the <laughs> Don't reasons. Give me that look. I thought this was pretty bad. We 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 had a we <laughs> you had you a. You need to drinks. make like a movie and end this scene by walking out the fucking front door. <laughs> we had we had many drinks, and it was my friend Matt, uh-huh. and we brought some girl we just met, uh-huh. and it was the three of us, and we decided we're just we're going in the fucking pit and just protecting our faces, and no doubt's audience isn't isn't like social no, distortion, pussies. but there were many times where it was so congested i I was lifted off the ground and moved eight or ten feet in either direction like hundreds of times, and I was just giggling hundreds. it was just nonstop you know have has that happened to you where there's so many people you're just your no, feet d- dude, are I- not. About once a week, I would be in a situation like yeah. that for like all of my it was just an amazing 20s. experience being like not lifted, but my feet we're doing no good and i was being moved yeah. with this mob and it's just it's it's but they're younger people so like the smell's not too bad the sweat smell you know what i mean and Ugh, uh what? yeah i mean you're you're drenched and you can't tell if it's your own sweat mm-hmm. or if it's somebody else's sweat i, w- I would spend never probably, have i left a concert more drenched than that like soaked all the way through but by that point i was like i'm into it I probably care. about two hours a week i would be in yeah. like a pit at, and then people start chucking beers into the pit that's always that's always and then I, at the at the, uh, the uh the avalon it was called the palace mm-hmm. back in the day yeah. i would go up and I've I, been there. somebody died they jumped off the balcony but back before the, the, they closed the balcony because some idiot had to fucking jump off it and die i would i would go up there and take breathers right and oh I, that's the one that's like a like it's almost like a roller rink right like it's like wood floors. no it's like a cool no. theater it's with still there seats I used to see. I saw the Chili Peppers there probably 15, 20 times. Fishbone. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. the Shrine. monster. Is the yeah. Shrine like? Shrine is kind of the like, Shrine's like, like that. that. And uh, I would just sit in the in the uh, up in, up in the, uh, the, the the rafters there, and I would just watch the the carnage occur. Yeah, that's where I no the Palladium is where I usually I would I would get really close to dead. The uh, the Palladium. I saw Raging Against the Machine at Palladium. That was a uh, who Raging Against the Machine. That's a, those are dangerous pits. Yeah. Yeah, the and, the, and the place only holds like three thousand. Basically, the whole thing is a pit. Yeah, yeah, that's where I saw. I, I, I see Deamford there. I saw Butthole Surfers there. I saw. <laughs> yeah, I saw Fear there. That's why I broke my nose in the Fear Pit. 
Got slammed from behind by one Nazi into into another Nazi, and I broke my nose on his back. Ving Ving Rames, what's his name? Ving Ving leaving, leaving, leaving. Yeah, leaving. Such a good album. Ving Rames. Fear is so (laughs) such a great album. Frontman. He's cool, man. Is he? I've heard horrible things about him. Remember that show that uh, you guys were angry at me because I didn't leave to come do the after disaster? Because you were trying to see the Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, this guy keeps trying to see my dick. Lee Ving was one of the singers and he was super entertaining. He's got such a voice. Yeah. He keeps telling me is it some show with us. Um, I had an experience. I think I hope I didn't bring it up or, wish I'm, or else I'll regret bringing it up now. But I, I had my first Palace experience or my second one. The first one was the best concert I've ever been to. I already talked about that. Chris Whitley. Uh the Jesus second Christ. one was I was going to see the John Spencer Blues Explosion. Love that band. And I'm so well-versed in how concerts work. And I know it says doors at 8, concert at, or doors at 7, concert at 8. That means 1030. Yeah, yeah. So I, Fucking assholes. I stayed home. I brought some food home. I ate it. I took a bath, which I never did when I lived in West Hollywood. And I took my sweet-ass time just cruising down Santa Monica Boulevard, going to the palace, Found parking far away. No big deal. I got plenty of time to get in there. Got into the show for the final song of the final encore <laughs> because they had disco night, which started promptly at 11, so they had to clear they the concert clear at 10. Out. And when I walked in, the John Spencer Blues Explosion was had about 30 seconds left of my favorite song, oh. and Weird Al was on stage playing the accordion with him, and I'm like, that was a good move on my... I was, I was just like... I love that you still six with you. At least you're, you're still clean. upset by it. You're yeah. clean, at least. His voice is so good. Unfortunately, a lot of their uh, their yeah. fans are yeah, why did Nazis Nazis. Like them? I don't know. They just, the Nazis respond to the, the sound of fear. Song's, song's almost half over, and it's like a, it's a classic song. I gotta download some fear. Just, just fear the record. That's all you need. Okay, fear the record. The intro is as long as the song. Mm-hmm. I did that. Beef, I did man. Hey. Hey, uh, she wants beef bologna. I was uh, that wants. reminded me. I don't know why. Is that but, uh, song about dicks? No, it's about uh, lunch meat. Hmm. I'm going to see Tom Jones in a couple of weeks from some tickets that I bought like six. It's not like, a, new a year ago. That got to canceled. see Mike at my shows. But it, re- <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of of Elvis, and I'm like, I have not watched any Elvis stuff in uh-huh. a long time, yeah. and I. I started watching Elvis videos on YouTube. There's not. A, there's How not, do you have time for all this? It's like one thirty in the morning. I have insomnia, but I I watched. Look, the crossover was Elvis making an ice rink. That was where there was a. <laughs> there was there was a fan. There's a fan fantastic video. Freeze down here. There's a fantastic video. He got a paint on the lines. Unchained melody, and he seems wasted. He seems like worst Elvis ever. And he's just making stupid jokes on stage. And you're like, oh, God, this is going to be a Sweaty nightmare. Sweaty karate Elvis. And then he sits down at the piano and he's like, here's a new song. I don't think they've heard it before. Is this song out? And he's got like six dudes sitting around him, like his guys on stage. Mm-hmm. It's very <laughs> weird. Like, it, 
and then he tells the guy, "You got to figure it out. You're gonna are you gonna put my you're gonna put my scarf on me, or you're gonna hold the microphone. What, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You got to figure this shit out." And so he's got a human mic stand, and he launches into the Righteous Brothers, <laughs> but he launches into the Righteous Brothers Unchained Melody, mm, of course, or Medley, whatever it's called, and it's fucking incredibly good you're like holy that was not what i expected from that two minute intro of you babbling and then i went to another song another like one of his you know like i can't help falling in love with you or something else i think is a beautiful super touching song and he literally starts singing and walks to the front of the stage and just starts kissing women in the audience on the lips on the fucking lips not one or two at least 10 of them before i clicked out of it i'm like oh my god me too but he's a crazy move. They're kissing he back. He bends right? down and just move. kisses a woman on the lips, and then one woman resists, and he goes, "What are you afraid of me?" <laughs> and just grabs her head, and he's just kissing. And you're, and the, they're showing what. the audience shots, and the men are sitting there I'll like, "What? What are you afraid of?" They're not digging it. it. They're sitting there just looking like, "What I just the go fuck?" Up and I grab they weren't my happy about it. I grab my pussy. You gotta watch the video, but the the men are like. Like just sitting there, kind of stern, and you know, it's in Vegas, of They're course. Like, so everyone's eh, dressed up. Him. So like, he the, just comes they right to the front of the crowd. Yeah, like well, older for oh, what? It wasn't kids. They were like in their forties. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and he's just like he so was he's kissing married he women right to the front of the stage and just <laughs> kissing like women. Roger what's this, Roger Dawkins. Is that that's his name? So Roger weird. Deakins, the uh, cinematographer. No, no. So what's the guy? What's the guy's name? Richard yeah. Dawson. Richard, Richard oh, Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. How many how many how many plants did he plant? I was talking to a, I had dinner with a friend a couple of nights ago oh, who I worked with at CBS actually. Friends. And uh, you're lucky you're not there because you would be uh, only you, CBS. You were lucky you weren't there because you would be uh, prime prime meat ready for the picking for the harassing by Rod Roddy, the old announcer for the Price is Right, oh. who apparently was. Just horrendous. At, really? At touchy feely with the boys. Really? Yeah. yeah. Come on down. <laughs> That's right. And he's got the name <laughs> Rod. Sir, why are you Roddy. yelling? Why are you yelling at my zipper? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that the Price Is Right porno version. Right, let's wrap it up. You want to wrap? That's still one of the highlights of my uh, recent memories. Is seeing the wheel and getting See, that little tour. That's pretty good. I look forward to doing that again. I want to take yeah, it in too. some more. This time I want to, I want to ride it. Like <laughs> I, want to, I want to touch it this time. You know, that's yeah. not a bad idea. If you had the money to build a house of your dreams, have the prices right wheel in there, but it's super rugged and you can just grip onto the numbers and take you up to the next floor. I'd like to I'd like to, I'd like to point out you said, Hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> As I have new. I think I'll uh I think I'll end this episode with I the song to... that I was supposed to come back in six months and present As to Tony Berg. Always thank you cassette to all of our Ooh, Patreon. Yeah, yeah it's, on, it's a cassette recording. That's a great. That's. Did what's you hear that? What, what? He's going to put the song that he was supposed to give to Tony at the end of this. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's very nice. Just for Patreon, right? I'll hear it in about nine months. <laughs> He's so fucked up. You're going to do that yeah. for sure? Why you not? know where it is? Yeah, slap it out at the end of this. I'll find it. If this episode, Are you going to find it? This episode is not going to come out for 20 years. Yeah, don't do the same thing that, that, to Tuss that he did to Berg. <laughs> hey, if any, San hey, where are you? Tomorrow. San Francisco. <laughs> so this is uh, this this next track here is uh, dedicated to what's his name, Berg? Tony oh, Berg. Fucking, Tony Berg. Okay, I shouldn't say my fucking. My brother and his wife and the kids mm. uh, drove through LA yesterday. Didn't call, stop, and then texted me from the Madonna Inn. Hey, do you want to meet it? Like last night. Mm-hmm. Like they weird, didn't even let weird, me. They didn't even move. stop here. They drove right eight blocks from here. Yeah. 
What mm. the fuck? What do you want from me on that? I, I wanted them to come here and pick out some of this shit yeah. and take it. Okay, well, I, that didn't happen. I don't know how to help you with that. Is that Ajax from the Warriors? Yeah, it sure is. So weird that a rapist has, a, has his own little like action doll. He's a racist? Rapist. Is he really? Yeah, remember when he was getting like arrested and then... Have you seen the Warriors? Yeah, love it. Remember he was trying to like he was trying to rape that woman in uh, in in Central Park, and she handcuffed him to the. Uh, he wasn't raping her; he was hitting on her. I've seen that movie a dozen times. I've seen it probably thirty times, and he was trying to like, oh, you like it rough, do you? Huh? He was like forcing himself on her, and then she arrested. Uh, him. I think he got a. Why did she handcuff him to the uh, the bench? Why? Because he was in a gang and they were being harassed by the it was man. Because of what he was trying to do to her. You should know this, Eagle Red Blood Eyed Blood Eyed Eagles. I just want to go home and watch Elvis trying to kiss hockey players or whatever. You can. He's not kissing hockey players. Well, he'll kiss anybody. Way. All right. So this song is uh, dedicated to Tony Berg. If any of our fine listeners know Tony Berg, why don't you? Uh, why don't I'm you cut that track? part out for sure. He's why? probably on Twitter. Why are you gonna cut it out? Because I don't. I don't want. I don't need this coming back at me. No, you're supposed to get it to Tony Berg. He's waiting for it. What if he? What if a I thought you said twenty six years later? Twenty six years. It was twenty. It was twenty. Single beautiful tear rolls down his eye, rolls down his face when he hears. Well, found the one. He came back to me. Tony Berg. All right. uh, Thank you to the Patreoners. We have. uh, We're doing a new uh, academic disaster very soon. Yeah, next week. Next week. Cool. All right, kids. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, let us know if you liked uh, the advice Patreon episode. Love you. Talk to you. I'm telling people that more often. All right, talk to people. I love them. Talk to you. Love you too. I love you. Talk to you. Love. Yeah.